This podcast is brought to you by The Pod Tower, hosted by the Watchtower database. Visit youtube.com slash thepodtower for informative, hilarious DC animation-themed podcasts and live streams every week. And check out the Watchtower database for DCAU video essays, timelines, fan theories, and more. And please, enjoy the show. Brian, I, I got to tell you, you know, I know we keep doing this every week, but I'm, I'm getting to the point where I, I hate this. I can't watch another episode of the DC. Hey, it's it's time to start the podcast. Hello, dear listener. I'm James. <laughs> Welcome back to Jump on the Batwagon, the podcast where I show my friend Brian the DCAU for the first time in the controversial air date order so that he can experience it the way viewers did back in the far gone days of the 1990s. As always, we recommend that you watch today's episode before listening to enjoy the full experience of our discussion. And please... If you send in a voice message or comment, do not spoil anything past this episode for Brian or go over the very important one minute cutoff where something terrible will happen. And I'm Brian. We realized we were pretty harsh on Harlequinade last week. And after the backlash from my review of Trial, I'm a little afraid for my safety. So we've decided to revisit this episode to give it the love that it deserves. Yes, this episode, which originally aired Monday, May 23rd, 1994, we skipped one week since trial, 4.30 p.m. on Fox. It was the 72nd produced episode and 70th to air. Wow. So, Brian, should we go watch this episode again? Let's go watch it again. Hopefully we can find some nicer things to say. You really should loosen up, dear. Now, Brian, now that you just heard the wonderful Harlequinade again, why don't you tell us what happened in this episode? Senyop, senyop, if you're wondering. Senyop, senyop, what you just watched. Senyop, senyop, take a listen to the synopsis. The short summary, which is sometimes kind of long. All right, well, in Harlequinade here, we start off at an auction at night. The Joker is there, but people don't know he's there yet. And they start bidding with a bunch of criminals on um, for a bomb, um, an atomic bomb, not to be confused with a nuclear bomb, atomic bomb. And the Joker steals the bomb from the auction and... Oh, gosh, how can I stretch out the synopsis as long as possible? Um, Ron, you do actually know a lot about the atomic bomb. You were part of the Manhattan Project, weren't you? Right, about seven yes. About years old? <laughs> right, yes, back in my young days of being 70. Um, knowing a lot about the atomic bomb, this, this struck very close to home for me, but not figuratively. Um, and then, so they seal the bomb. Batman doesn't know where to find the Joker. And so he does the only sensible thing that any superhero would do. He teams up with his enemy's greatest ally to help find the Joker. So he teams up with Harley Quinn. He gets her out of Arkham, promises that she can go free as long as she doesn't double cross him. And they go on this hunt for the Joker. It's this crazy wild ride of 
bad cop, dumb cop, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Although Harley does really good at proving her value in this episode, I must say. And then Robin is there. I'm really, really glad that they brought Robin back for this episode. I just love Robin's character. I always appreciate his dialogue. Um, So really glad that they brought Robin back for this. So that's very important. Um, Very important part of the episode. Then they eventually find the Joker. He threatens to blow up the city and they stop him. Harley Quinn betrays Batman, but then unbetrays Batman when the Joker uh, reveals that he's not going to save their friends in Arkham or her pet hyenas. At the end, they make up and Harley and the Joker are back in love on what I guess you would call good terms, twistedly good terms. And as good as they get. the episode ends. Yes. Yes, I, I thought that just to stretch this out even further that you would start reading me the full credits list as well. But I see that you do not have that with you, Brian. I, I don't have it with me, but, you know, I'm always happy to stretch out that synopsis as long as possible. Okay, so now that we are not getting to the official synopsis, because we read that last week, if you want to hear that again, you can listen to last week's episode, our best one yet, again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll never top it. No, never, especially <laughs> not in this one. So what we're going to do now is talk about the episode and talk about things that were actually legitimately good in this episode. Yeah, I really liked it. And I really hope that we get to see more pairings of Harley Quinn and Batman together. I think that's just a really interesting dynamic. And I'm sure that like this episode, it will always be great and not controversial at all. Yeah. And I also just thought that, uh, you know, I wanted to take a second to point out the intro was particularly good in this episode you know i know it's the same one that they've had for 70 previous episodes and i just really hope that it never changes it's just perfect the way it is yeah i agree i mean yeah i i assume it's the same all the time also i really you know i hate to spoil this for you but ryan since you i'm sure noticed that uh only two out of the three henchmen come out of the fire at the end that the biplane is on oh yeah at this uh, that, that i do have to mention a new character to you who comes from this there is a third henchman the one who does not come out of the flames comes back as the famous Batman villain Fireface, whose face is constantly on fire, who you may have heard in pop culture, I'm sure, his famous oh. catchphrase, which is, ah! Oh, no, I haven't, but I'm more of a Marvel guy. So, you know, you're really, it's really helpful that uh, you can share these things with me, even if it is a bit of a spoiler, because I just don't know anything about the DC universe. I'm very much a Marvel fan, grew up with Marvel, really like Marvel, um, in case you didn't know. Yeah, I really decided that going forward, you know, I I really don't care so much about the spoilers anymore. I thought it'd be fun just to start spoiling things for you now, you know? Great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be doing this for 10 years. So, you know, it's okay if we have some spoilers now and then to keep it fresh. You know, I kind of wonder at the end here, she kept her end of the bargain, ultimately. She does stop the Joker. She didn't, you know, she, she didn't harm Batman or Robin. She does end up jumping in the Joker's arms at the end, but... I mean, she kind of upheld her end of the deal. So is she free? I don't really think that Batman would have the ability to offer pardons. So I do think that it's appropriate we hit them with a... That's not how that works. <laughs> yes, very good. Very good. It is. That is definitely a that's not how that works situation. Thank you for pointing that out. I do think that we should head straight, though, into now our trips about the episode. Yeah, hit me with the trivs, James. You ready for some trips? So, in the opening scene, we see some people in suits, but they have no faces. This is, of course, a reference to a DC hero called The Question 
who you've probably never heard of, but he is in a suit and also has no face. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't know. I'm a Marvel guy. Uh, next, Trivs. The Joker's monitors of the city are actually a subtle statement being made about the lack of privacy in a digital world. What if mm. some kind of lunatic sitting on the other side of the screen with his finger on a detonation button? We thought it important to bring this terrible thought to our young audience. That was said by uh, series creator Bruce Dini. Oh, interesting. That's I like that. You know, it's it's airing on Fox. It's not Fox Kids. So you got to got to bring this important adult level content. Next up on the trips, Joker's monitors are also a reference to the Patriot Act, which would be passed seven years after the episode premiered. Uh, episode writer Paul Tim said the Simpsons aren't the only ones who can predict the future. So I thought that was quite timely of him. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else about that, but it makes sense. Next, Trivs, the reason there is no alcohol in Boxy's speakeasy wasn't because of censorship. It's because in Gotham City's Prohibition era, the law actually outlawed non-bottled water. That's really? why bad guys, yeah, there was no tap water allowed, actually. That's why wow. bad guys are always seen with an open glass of tap water in hand to signal their criminal status. That makes so much more sense, because we've seen it in other episodes before, too, where they, think they have a big the, uh, clear glass of water, and they're at... A yeah, fancy almost, almost speakeasy or what? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, except for the herbal tea. Did I mention that I like tea? Have I mentioned that? No, I, really I don't like think you tea. ever have brought that up before. Okay. Well, I really like tea. I actually I actually have some tea right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Can you hear that? Can you hear that yeah. good tea? Yeah. That sounds like a good sip. Yep. I like tea. Anyway, carry on with the trips. <laughs> let's, let's get to the next trips. Jordan Hill was actually watching this entire mini war take place in his backyard from the safety uh, of his bedroom window but this was not included on screen to save animation costs because it costs a lot to animate a child that is the size of a truck as we saw in the previous episode <laughs> interesting fascinating trips thank you james now brian let me put you on the spot were there any keen effects that you noticed in this episode any particularly keen effects uh, there were a couple keen effects, you know, and I really love the keen effects section. So thank you for making sure that we did not skip over this section because it's very important. Um, yeah, the keen effects, I I really enjoyed um, when the plane is flying low to the ground and the Joker's shooting at the bomb um, on that second round back. The background just looks really nice um, when he's flying. And even though you know it probably is repetitive uh, cells being used to save on costs, it doesn't look choppy or uh, noticeably repetitive. Like it, it looks like a nice moving background. So I really liked that. Was there anything else that you noticed? Cause I, I know that when I was watching, there was a particularly a moment at the speakeasy where Batman's in shadow and that I thought looked particularly nice. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's, when he's stand before Harley knocks him out, when he's standing at the stairs. Yeah. And nice artistic choice. It really was. And you know, it's not something that's ever done really putting Batman in some kind of silhouette. So yeah, it's pretty being, rare. Um, yeah, this being one of the only times I've seen it, I thought it was particularly well done. Yeah, I hope they do that more in the future um, when we see Batman in future episodes. That'd be really cool. The only other thing I can think of is I really like this the pattern work uh, on the animation for the buildings, particularly the the mayor's mansion. They use that. I don't know if it's a sponge or I don't know how they do it, but they just it's kind of this interesting pattern that they use on the buildings that's a little nicer than just a flat wall um there's a little bit of texture going on and i think that that's it's it's a nice detail especially when we're getting some of those close-up shots of the wall of the mansion during the battle scenes at the end yeah uh so you're talking about some sort of like cinder 
block some sort of uh, stone. I can't think of the word that it would be for it, but it, it had like a, a color to it. But it's some sort of not cement, but it's some sort of stone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of some kind of stone. I mean, I'm not sure what you would call it either. I, I can't think of any other term. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, brother Brick, let's move on to Batman's <laughs> usefulness. Our next favorite topic. Yes, Batman's <laughs> usefulness. Um, let me think here. I think the Batman was useful. You know, he was able to uh, bring Harley along and obviously picking Harley was a good choice because that's how they ultimately figured out where the Joker was. So I'd probably give Batman, let's see, I'd say six, probably six uh, uh, fake hands out of 10. Uh, That's what I'm going to go with. I I would give a a similar score, but I would also, you know, deduct a little bit just because of the fact of how easily he was defeated by Harley uh, twice, both when he is shot into the tree and both when he is knocked out by the hit in the speakeasy. So I'm going to give him five uh, contraband tap waters out of 10. Yes. Very good. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Brian, was this a books or was this a hip hop episode? I think this was, I think this was hip hop. I'd say it's hip hop, but singing about classic books. Yeah, that makes sense to put that in there. But but for me, I'm going to go hip hop. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously one of the most important segments we had to get to is our top 10. So, Ooh, right. Yeah. What about what do you think of James? You know, I know people love this episode so much. So, of course, it just barely misses my top 10, right. which is nothing but uh, on weather wings 10 times. Yeah, the worst episode. Yeah, get it. Okay. The best worst episode, so don't sound <sighs> foolish. Uh, well, what do you think, Brian? Does it does it make your top 10? And don't say another bad word about On Leather Wings? <sighs> well, I, it's my understanding, since we're doing this twice now, that the people really like this episode, you know? And I mean, obviously, we had good things to say about it, of course, because um, we always like the episodes that people like. So for that reason, yeah, I'm going to put it uh, on my bottom 10, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If people like it, bottom 10. Oh, wow. Any particular number on your bottom 10? Uh, you know, probably close to the bottom, maybe eight, nine, maybe even 10 out of bottom 10. It's definitely no Sideshow. That's all I can say. Sideshow, which, as most people know, is the best Batman the Animated Series episode. Right. Yeah, it's definitely worth my top 10 list for sure. And I think everyone agrees with that. Yeah, I think, you know, now that we've gotten through our top 10, it's time to get to the people's favorite segment. But the one where the people must realize that they have to keep it short to a minute or less. That's right. Time to get to the mail, Brian. Yeah, yeah. That yacht, that one small extra yacht, put it over. We drop what we drop. Our weekly yacht. Oh, yeah, those. Into the comment box. There sure was a lot. Now, Jamie's mad. Jamie's mad. Too bad so mad. we're all. At least I am. Just Dylan Paula. Uh, we almost made it through a whole episode without mentioning that guy. All right. So let's get to our mail segment. Uh, first off, we've got a message. It looks like from, uh, it looks like it's from Dylan Pollock on Harlequinade. Let's hear what he has to say. Okay. It's time for the thoughts of the week with Dylan Pollock on Harlequinade or the trial run for that movie. Brian filmed a whole courtroom video about, but won't actually watch until several years from now, whenever now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Was my audio really quiet at the beginning for some reason? Is it always like that? I hope it's not always like that. <laughs> so the Joker starts off the episode by perfectly balancing a spherical bomb on his head. And in the biggest birthday hug ever episode, he was shown juggling and unicycling like a pro. Do you think Joker was a carny before dropping out for the mob life? Ooh. Harley throws the two hyenas a single, completely barren bone for them to fight over. Where do you think that bone came from? 
Maybe it's the remains of that one henchman Joker sick the hyenas on a few episodes ago. Oh, but that's not the question of the day. This is the question of the day. James's favorite part. It's my favorite part. If you had to sing an impromptu musical number to distract an entire room full of people, what would the song be? Maybe the Hey Arnold theme song or something (laughs) else entirely? You tell me. Good question. I don't know how many words it has, and I think maybe I would start by singing this. But then I would quickly go into what is mine, James Strecker's favorite song. Uh, It's Raining Men by The Uh, Weatherhouse. That's my favorite song. Right, yeah. I'm not sure, Classic. Brian, what, what would be your impromptu song? My impromptu song? Um, it's probably the Detective Bullock song. I would probably sing the Get Up on the Hydra's Back. I think that's what I would go with. Uh, if only yeah. I had that. I just can't find the button for it. Uh, well, that's what I would do. Get up on the Hydra's Back! Yeah, I gotta let him know, though. That was over a minute, so he will be penalized for the next several episodes to only having 30 seconds now. Mm, yeah. yeah and that's the lightest sentence that we would probably do to someone who goes over a minute because there's really no excuse for ever going over a minute on a message no excuse we don't want to, have to go to Court no. to figure this out no who's next on the mail list jordan blumen with a gcn musical minute it's gcn gotham city news with jack Ryder. tonight's top story batman was spotted waltzing into arkham asylum and just stealing harley quinn like he he didn't get permission or file any paperwork or anything he just kind of let her out uh, put her in his car and left i guess it really is that easy to break out of arkham someone did remember to take the mad hatter cards out of the security guards hats right right oh from trial the episode you didn't like now over to the music yeah. I really enjoyed the Looney Tunes style musical cues when Harley and Joker are having their standoff at the end. It really aided the mood of the moment. And of course, Harley's stage performance of Say That We're Sweethearts Again was a wonderful addition to the episode and was a lovely way to elevate Harley out of sidekick status. The scene can't be topped, so I sure hope she never does this again or adds a shimmy to it. Never apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic or whatever it is I used to say but stopped saying for some reason, probably because James stopped giving me enough time to do so. <laughs> I have never Thank you, Jordan. any one time ever. One minute only. Let's get to the next one. This is from, how do you say this? Akeen Makinay. Keen Machine. Mm. Oh, okay. Is that a new one? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I don't know mm. if I've, this okay. person's ever messaged him before. Greetings, Brian and James. I said Brian's name first. <laughs> I heard you were redoing your episode on Harlequinade, and so I figured it was only appropriate that I redo my voice message as well. Because of what (laughs) teeny tiny warning you gave us, I didn't have time for a big production this time, and I was pretty riled up about it, but you know what they say. You really should loosen up. Have a laugh now and then. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of this episode is when Batman walks into Arkham and says, I need help, and Harley responds, well, you've come to the right place. Batman really does set himself up for these things, doesn't he? I believe Harley telling the band A-flat was a nod to singing in the rain when Lena Lamont tells the band the same thing as she's preparing to fake sing. Robin's Reckoning writer Randy Rogel, say that ten times fast, did act in a stage version of singing in the rain as Donald O'Connor's character, and you can find a video of him performing Make Him Laugh on YouTube. Funny enough, that'll be the name of an upcoming episode, and the song was originally based on another called Be a Clown. Maybe the BTAS crew was just as big a fan of Gene Kelly musicals as they were James Bond. 
Perhaps we'll see a Batman version of Xanadu down the road. Until mm. next time, keep it keen. Wow, this Keen machine really knows his stuff about the DCAU. Yeah, that was really interesting. And I like the theater references. You know, I did theater um, back in the day as well. Oh, oh, did you, Brian? I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, 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 I actually was involved in some theatrical productions back in the day. So, yeah, I really appreciate those references, too, to some classic Broadway shows. Let's get to the next listener, Tip Tapricot. Contemplations on Harlequinade Part Do. It's time for Contemplations on Harlequinade, part two, slash redo of part one, slash whatever this is. This episode reminded me just how much I love Harley as a character. She can be really funny on her own. It's especially great to see her break away from the abuse of the Joker, which I wish we got more of in this series, but it is something the writers tend to explore more with her in recent years, so it makes sense that in year two of her existence, they just haven't quite gotten there yet. But it is still very nice. I also wanted to say that you don't need to worry about the quality of the podcast. You two are still the best, and we, the listeners, slash Dylan Pollock, slash Yappy fanbase, will always tune in no matter what, even if you're both tired and depressed and old. The episode probably feels worse to you when you're recording than when you're listening back, so you should just roll with whatever happens and not worry so much. It's still very good and funny and interesting and good. We love hearing your opinions on the episode, even if you didn't like it, which is wrong because this episode is a great episode, but still. Yay! Aw, that was so wholesome. That was Thank so wholesome. you. It, it's nice that people do say such wholesome things because I gotta tell you, I think we're terrible at this and this episode's terrible. Even our second version of this episode is terrible. Yeah, we're really bad at this, but, you know, we're gonna post it anyway, so. Yeah. Hmm. This one just says, record bot? Hey, Yobby Dudes. This is RecordBot 3.0. I just wanted to say that on behalf of all RecordBots, your podcast sucks big time. Please never make another episode. Thank you. Goodbye. Ouch. I wish I'd played the wholesome one after that. Yeah. Wish that I'd was known... quite the 180 there. Um, I wish, wish I'd known the right order to put these in. I would have had tip tapricot speak after that so that we could have had those wholesome words afterwards yeah well we can cut this one this was probably this is dylan right this is a dylan pollock thing another sock puppet account i assume yeah Yeah. Uh, okay he has nothing but time on his hands to just make more and more sock puppet accounts it seems dylan this still counts towards your one minute so we're gonna review this um after we finish recording and combine your message in this one and make sure that they don't go over a minute and if they do there will be consequences we'll do the math and the consequences will be severe and we have one last message, Brian, from those dastardly folks over at the Yop Tower database. Oh, yeah. We haven't heard from them in a while. No, we have not. Unfortunately, they're back with a message titled Harley something whatever. Hmm. Hey, everyone. How's it going? This is Yop. I just wanted to send in a message to prove to the world that the Watchtower database really has no idea what they're doing. They completely fumbled the Harlequin 8 episode, and it just proves oh, that... Don't forget about me. This is Yop, your co-host. I'm here as well. Yop. Oh, my God. I I thought you were gone because of some kind of lore that I already forgot about. Oh, it. yeah. Well, I don't remember either, but here I am. I, I have the notes on the Zeta Project timeline line that you asked for. It's very detailed. No, 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 not yet, Yab. I was just wanting to say how absolutely egregiously horrific of a waste the last jump on the Batwagon episode was. You people really don't care about your fans, clearly. And after a... No. Well, I guess you could call it good episode beforehand, where you completely trashed Trial, one of the best Batman episodes. They didn't like 
trial? How? How could anyone not love that episode? I don't know, my it's friend. Like the best one. It's astonishing what they feel they can pass off as internet content. Wow, yeah, that's good. like not liking on leather wings. I, I just don't understand. Y- yeah, unfortunately, Ooh, if we want this to stuff? air on the podcast, we apparently have to keep it under a minute long. These posers can't be bothered to listen to their own fans for longer than 60 seconds or else risk, I don't know, something other than their continuous echo chamber. It makes me sick, you know? Absolutely oh, disgusting. God. Well, good luck with your redo, like it'll matter. <laughs> I can see the end is coming sooner no. than you might think. I'm gonna hurl. Yes. <laughs> Very soon indeed. Okay, bye. <laughs> the Yacht Tower database, you know, they just, they sound a little different. And to be honest, they sound kind of like Jordan and Dylan this week. I've never felt more like they were all sock puppets. I mean, it's just further proving the theory that Dylan is our only actual listener. So is that our last message there, James? That is our last message. So let's go back. Let's talk about what the next episode is so that I can get your guess, Brian, because you were always so accurate on these. Are you ready? Yeah, I really enjoy guessing the next episode. It's one of the things I look forward to the most, actually. Yeah, so I'm going to give you the episode title. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's just one word, so good luck on this one. Okay. It's called Bane. Bane. Yes, Bane. Hmm. Okay, I think this episode is going to be something about, uh, like, the Bane of Batman's life. You know, something really metaphorical, something really symbolic and deep, like, like maybe his ongoing struggle with crime and tragedy. So with that in mind, my guess is going to be that this is batman's origin story brian your answer is incorrect i award you no points we are all dumber for having heard it me too i agree you're right yeah and i i gotta tell you i think i was wrong last time brian i think that this is the one where people stop listening to us yeah you're probably right if you the listener would like to reach out to us like the firehand at the end of cat in the claw part two email us at batwagonpod at gmail.com and if you want to hear more discussion about this episode check out the other dcau podcasts Gone Fishing and Moves Watch Before You Die. How? No, that's not right. I misread that. DCAU Review and Tim Talk, also available on The Pot Tower, along with this podcast. Thank you to all the people for our musical themes. Please subscribe to The Pot Tower YouTube channel for new DCAU podcast episodes each week. And leave us a like over there to help us out. You can also leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You may hear your review read on the show. New episodes are released every Friday on the Pod Tower as well as your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to check out our other DCAU content at WatchtowerDatabase.com. And we'll see you in May. And this is yes. the part where I'm going to walk away from the microphone in the middle of the episode. Hold on one second. Let me do that. Oh, Brian's walking. He's doing his thing where he walks away. Oh, he's... He's gone from the microphone. So now I'll let you know. We'll see you in May of 2024, actually. So good luck with that. And enjoy the last 10 seconds where I play a random clip from this episode. Goodbye! I mean, I'd listen to a Keenan Dillon podcast. Yeah.